In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, 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 hello. My name is Ryan Roxy and welcome to In the Trenches. Wow, folks. Uh, I feel like we're just getting back into it right now. We are literally now back to a live stream episode of In the Trenches. The last couple ones have been um, secret sauce episodes. And right now, it's cool to be live again, isn't it? But along with live comes all those things called technical difficulties. That's why we're on a couple minutes later today because uh, we are experimenting with new packaging materials, as they would say in Spinal Tap. And uh, in the internet is not our friend in Canada today, but uh, our guest is coming from Canada today. Um, first of all, let me just say this. Um, Get your butts on into the chat, whether you're watching us on our YouTube official channel or you are watching us on Facebook Live. Um, of course, we appreciate you listening to it on Apple and Spotify and Stitcher and all the other Google podcasts. But hit that subscribe button that Vic Chalfont, just our producer, just put up there because uh, we want you to subscribe to the show and hear all these episodes, whether they have technical difficulties or not right? Because here at In the Trenches, what do we do? Well, we try to find out what drives our artists and our entertainers and keeps them inspired and creative, right? Well, the creativity is crazy with our guest today. He fronts a band, he sings from it, he's from the land down under, but now finds himself, like I said, uh, coming from the great white hope, the great white north. Um, So from via Australia, to Canada. Today's guest, welcome to In the Trenches, all about it, Leon Harrison from the band The Lazies. Hello, Leon. <laughs> Hello, Ryan. How are you, mate? <laughs> Quite the introduction. It was. And you know what? You had to uh, definitely prove your Australianness by calling me mate within two seconds of the introduction. So, yeah, I believe you now. <laughs> <laughs> G'day everyone. G'day. <laughs> uh, putting shrimp and all that shit on the Barbie and all that stuff. How you doing, Leon, man? I, I'm telling you, we, we are experimenting with uh, Wi-Fi issues. We're, is Canadian Wi-Fi, do you find it uh, <laughs> slower than reg- <laughs> Australian Wi-Fi? Are you back on? I, I don't know. Can you hear me? It's perfect. Oh, fuck me. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> you can say whatever the fuck you want at this, this point. This fucking killing me, bro. Like, fuck. <laughs> we started, Jeez. folks. We, you know well, what? Honestly, honestly, is this better? Because this is what I was going to do in the first place. This is and I. It's perfect. Oh, I'm sorry to everybody out there. Um, <laughs> I let my mum down. I've let Ryan down. I've let the show you know down. But I'm, I'm here. For redemption. <laughs> now you truly are acting like a Canadian. Just don't, don't don't start out of the gate with an apology. All right. Yeah, true that. Yeah, yeah, true yeah. That. Don't worry, man. You're Australian because Australians uh, never apologize, right? They take no prisoners. God, I need a drink. Head on. You know what? Have some of mine virtually. You know we are. <laughs> That's why I'm smiling and laughing the whole time. It's like yeah, there you go. There's a uh, nice there, picture there of the are. band. I'll have it a there nice red are. solo cup. Oh my God, Leon! When was the last time you drank out of a red solo cup? Because I know you're uh, used to that touring vibe. When was that? Yeah, well, a while ago. Um, they're good for playing beer pong too. Those cups. That's generally what you do with them. Uh, I don't know, mate. I, I can't tell you the last time uh, uh, I was drinking within a, uh, a big crowd or a big posse of people. This whole COVID thing's just changed everything, right? So. Well. It's open yes. doors. It, it has open doors. It's it, you know to be honest with you, the reason why we're able to you know Vic and and the whole entire RGA team and the other trenches team is able to make as much as we do out of the uh, podcast and put as much work as we can into the podcast is because there is this time. And I know normally in a regular touring year, the guests that we would be able to, you know to ask wouldn't be able to do it all the time because they'd be busy working, but now they're sitting at home yeah. and everybody's just like chilling. So yeah. 
but you're not chilling. You're like I said, I, I, I touched on it a little bit with a bandwagon and workshops, but I want to get into that in a little bit. Cause now I feel we can start from the beginning. So everybody, sure. uh, I apologize again. I'm Me not too. the Canadian, but I apologize for inviting you into the, the chat because I feel felt, you know, at one point I was just going to release the gates and let everybody come on a uh, stage and let everyone get on the screen. But now you're here. I want people to hear your story and uh, let's go back to get forward and let's talk about sure. the lazies. Let's talk about how they formed, where mm-hmm. you guys did, and how the hell did an Aussie band end up in Toronto, Canada? So start from the beginning, 2006. Am I right around right. that? Yes, 2006 November was our first show in Sydney at a place called the Excelsior that now lo- no longer exists. But, um, yeah, it was a good live rock and roll bar. I don't know, Ryan, our our, our whole story is just kind of like a wildfire, really. It's, it's, um, it's been, it's been fantastic, but yeah, it's, you know, it just goes wherever it wants. And, uh, <laughs> we, we sort of, uh, just had an attitude that we just didn't want to do anything else. And, um, you know, kind of going through school at the time I did, I went to a Catholic school. I was always told to tuck my shirt in and all this kind of other crap. And uh, it was just a very regimented way of life, I thought. And then once I finally got out of school, I was like, well, what's the best thing I could do to uh, rage against the system? And that was singing a rock and roll band. (laughs) And, you know, I, I always tell my friends or whoever asked this kind of story, it's like, we always got a vibe from the crowd, no matter whether it was a few people or whether we were lucky enough to play in front of a lot of people. There was always this undertone of, uh, you know, this, this, this excitement from the punter of what they just experienced. And then that really started to fuel our desire and drive to just kick more goals and do more and more and more. Yeah. And it wasn't until probably around 2013 when we met uh, a New York producer that we uh, decided we need to take this step going overseas and make a splash over there and sort of take what we've crafted to a new world, um, which was super daunting, but we had people who got behind us. And from there we went to Canada and we got more people behind us and to the current team with uh, guys like Ian Desar from Billy Talent. Um, yeah, he was like instrumental on the now. last record. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it was honestly, mate, through sheer persistence and, uh, and you know, at times we've just wanted to pack it in and say fuck it, but that's not what the rock and roll spirit's about, is it? you just got to rise above it yep. and just keep rising from the ashes and <laughs> find some good in what's happening. And, um, and here we are, so uh, 2020, yeah. so that's what, yeah, it's, 12, 13, 14 years of kind of 14 years, man. I always say practice, persistence, patience. And the persistence Mm -hmm. is tough. I mean, because you got to keep on kicking down those doors. But most bands, when they start the Lazies, they have a lineup and then there's some lineup changes. Has this been Mm -hmm. a few different lineup changes since the beginning? Because I know the current lineup, you're on lead vocals. Uh, You have Matty Morris on guitar. Is, is, yeah. is Liam is Sheer? Yeah. He's on guitar? Yeah. Glenn Williams Shearer. on the bass? Uh, unfortunately, no? Glenn uh, left the band last or two years ago now, and we now have Troy, TJ, our Canadian okay. boyfriend on, on bass. And how <laughs> That's about, him on the far right. And how about Andy Nielsen? Is he still on yeah. the drums? Yeah, okay. he's still smacking the skins. All right. Uh, so... This lineup is what we consider the strongest and most determined. Uh, aside, you know, of Willie, because he was in there for a good 12 years. That's Glenn, the old bass player. That's right. Um, but, um, yeah, it's a very strong lineup now, and it's, it's had to do a few reshuffles and things like that. But, you know, it's tough work to keep something going for 14 years with, you know, running on an oily rag type thing. So uh, people have. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing is, you guys – you can consider it an oily, oily rag, which is a nice way to describe your band. We're an oily rag. <laughs> but there's a bunch of you oily rag bands from Australia that sort of 
hang together and you play this brand and this style of rock and roll that's just undeniable. Like I said, it, the crowd feeds off it. And I know that you're close with the with the guys in Airborne who we were able to tour with earlier this year before the whole world fucking shut down and stuff. And we were down in Australia and we were in New Zealand touring with Airborne and they had such great things to say about you guys. Did you guys oh, ever nice. tour together or did you do shows together as well? Yeah, last summer in Europe, we did a bunch of shows together. Um, and, you know, the party just rolls on with those boys. <laughs> they, they definitely, like, they've got, they've got a keg and beer taps in their bus. Like, if that doesn't, if that doesn't say enough, what does? So, um, yeah, they're really cool guys, you know, but there must be the Australian spirit, I guess, that brings us closer together and, uh, we sort of relate to one another and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, it's a it's a really good time with those guys. I'm glad they got nice thing to, things to say about us because uh, we were pretty rowdy on all the shows. Every single if you guys and you're going to start following uh, Leon's Instagram uh, and you're going to definitely follow the lazies the lazies is much easier to follow because it's at the lazies. But but Leon, yeah. your own social media, the Draw, dot yeah Australian dot dreamer. All right. So yeah. good luck trying to find that on, on any search engine. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the Australian dreamer. But why are you the Australian dreamer? Are you really a dreamer? Uh yeah, I'm Aquarius, so I think I am. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh I guess I am a dreamer because uh I got dare written on my arm. Uh I kind of don't really take things too seriously, but then I do. You know, I, th I think I could sum myself up by saying if I raged against a system my entire life, that's a win. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good for yeah. you. Well, yeah. the thing is, three albums in, the EPs were before that, right? Before you released Prison Earth in 2010, uh, then you had a self-titled album, 2014. Now, at mm -hmm. that point... Had you moved, and that was the Lazies. There you go, right there. Um, at that point, had you moved to Toronto? And when was the when did the move happen? And did you say 2013 around then? Uh, 2014, around then, we started coming to Canada. We showcased at Canadian Music Week, and uh, really um, lit some fires there. And uh, that's when we first got introduced to Ian Bissar from Billy Talent. Yeah, and he expressed. Um, that he wanted to work with the band and basically what we did was we came back to Canada and recorded a song called Shake It Like You Mean It <laughs> um, with him and then we tied that onto the record. So we kind of led with that single and then that was kind of the release of the album All right. in 2015. And then you also had some more Canadian uh, rockers, because you guys tend to find each other. You straight ahead rock and roll guys tend to sort of gravitate towards you each other. Uh, there was Eric Ratz from Monster Truck, right? And did he have some? Uh, or was so Eric Ratz is producer of Monster Truck, and he is like a like a world class producer mixer. He won the Juno of the Year over here for producing, I think, about a year ago or so. But yeah, he he's done a lot of records, and he's heavily affiliated with Ian from Billy Talent. They have a production company together, right. and then they they signed us to their production company. So it's all yeah. It's oh, how long you got? <laughs> no, we now now that you have good internet, we have all night. Before um, we had about, we were down to the last seconds. We were, we were oh, almost going to, no. we were, we were just going to throw in the oily rag. It was almost <laughs> done folks. But, but you came out of the ashes like the band with the persistence. We're in the trenches. We'll work it. We'll get it done. <laughs> Which brings us to the latest album, honestly. And this is the album that I was turned on to called Tropical Hazards. It's the Lazies. Uh, folks, right now, well, not right now, because we actually have stable internet. But once uh, this podcast is over, I want you to go and search out this record because there's such, it's a great spectrum of music. A lot of it's straight ahead music. A lot of it's straight ahead rock and roll. But you know what yeah. I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about that yeah. one song that just like yeah, kills it for me. I love it. 
Yeah. Is it Young Modern Lightning? Young Modern Lightning. There it is, yeah, buddy. And, and that's my that's the song, folks. Roxy's calling it. At least it's Roxy's favorite. <laughs> but then I go. Then I went in and checked out a couple of your other singles from that album. And you know, I don't know. You got it's it's huge. One point three million hits on uh, what was the single that had it? No, not, no, nothing but nothing but trouble. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, 1.5 million. Sorry, it's almost up to two million now on Spotify, which is uh, which is pretty remarkable, really. You got to update your um, graphics. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm I'm too busy buying Ferraris from all the royalties. <laughs> you know what you need to buy is an Ethernet cable, dude, <laughs> or an extension cord. We'll start. We'll we'll start with the Ethernet <laughs> extension cord. Buy a Wi-Fi router. <laughs> Spend, I'm on dial-up. <laughs> you know what? Splurge for the 4G with two million streams. All right, two million streams. You know what that means? That means you made about five bucks off of royalties, yeah, right? Isn't that great? <laughs> Fantastic. So you just had some folks right there that that complimented how nice the Young Modern Lightning is, and um, there it is. Oh, half mass blues. So you got a lot of people in there. You got your peeps in there right now in the trenches in, yeah. the, in the chat. If you guys, there it is, Young Modern Lightning. A lot of support for that song, folks. You got to check Thank it you. out. Um, again, welcome to our sort of extended version. We had a little, you know, a little technical snafu, but uh, we're hanging out with Leon Harrison from the Lazies, a lead singer, front man, uh, all around inspirational Aussie man living in Toronto. Dreamer. <laughs> he's the Australian dreamer and he's now having to dress in friggin' thermal underwear because you're living in Canada. What was it? Was that a big, I mean, come on, it's pretty obvious, but what, isn't it a big shock coming from a climate like Australia to, to, to yeah. Toronto? The best way I sum it up though, Ryan, is that I was lucky enough to be involved in the surfing culture, the beach culture, all the wonderful things Australia has to offer for a long part of my life. And unfortunately, uh, the Australian music industry really isn't big enough to support the sort of aspirations my band had. So we wanted to make our mark internationally and that's very, very difficult uh, living on that side of the globe. Now that said, it's not impossible, but um, you know, it, 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 there's always a job at hand and there's always a task at hand. So having me and Matt in Canada doing a lot of the writing and a lot of the uh, pre-production, all sorts of things. Um, Cause the Aussie music scene fucking sucks. <laughs> Well, you know, there our you audience go. tells it like uh, well, it is. You, you said it. You said it. Don't well. sugarcoat um, it there, chat room. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't sugarcoat it at all. You you know there's always a job to do. So being in Canada or in Toronto where our team was and now so close to Europe and the UK, it made a lot more sense. And I tell you this, the Toronto summer is fucking unbelievable. Like yeah the spirit within the city and the, uh, yeah, just the spirit within the city is just Those are the so best good. two weeks out of the year, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, look at living in Stockholm. I, I, I get the, I get the same exact vibe because you know what? People don't uh, associate Stockholm with having a really nice, beautiful summer, but it is. And it lasted this summer, you know, if it, whether it's global warming or whatever the hell it is, it lasted longer than normal. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. And now it's starting to get a little bit cold outside. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I've been in Toronto in the, in the in summertime. It's amazing, right? Queen it's Street. Such a beautiful time. Yeah, that's where I live. And um, you live down on Queen Street. Oh, I certainly do. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, I'm mate. I'm in the hip part of town, pal. Well, dude, Queen. <laughs> well, Queen Street goes from. From hit to slum, back to hit again. Yeah, it goes through a lot of changes, that one street, let me tell you. Yeah, it does. But, yeah, it cost me an arm and a leg to live here, whatever. But uh, it's it's a good time. And, you know, living over here has taught me stuff like appreciation of seasons. Australians don't do that. It's just hot all year round. And then they bitch, then they bitch when it's cold for three months. <laughs> well, you, yeah. were, you were talking about surfing. You were into the surf culture. So... I mean, you, you went in there with all the shacks? Yeah, all the shacks, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I had um, they were called the Max Boys, eh? Some really good friends of mine back home. And one thing about the surf community is everybody just looks out for one another, and there's a really positive vibe. And then you hit the waves, and things are just awesome. And life's awesome. But like at the end of the day, like when I started doing that up until like 25, and music wasn't really taking me where I wanted it to in Australia. I had to fucking pack away the surfboard and start hitting, you know, hitting the planes overseas. <laughs> did the other guys in the band, did any of the other guys surf as well? Or did they have other types of interests like that other than music? Or was it, were you guys all common? Did you have that common goal of music? Was that where you all hit it off? Yeah. At? Well, we really had or, yeah, the ladder there because, you know, where we came from as well, I will say it's a surf town, but there was an incredible amount of music in a place called the Central Coast in Australia. Um, so much so I once did a Facebook thread feed thing called the Central Coast Band Museum and you would you would be blown away how inundated that um, that forum got with people posting their old bands and little newspaper clippings and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, a real, a real music community there too. So, yeah, the other guys in the band were mainly musos. I mean, Matt's a musician through and through, right? Yeah, uh, his guitar is like his toothbrush. It's <laughs> it's, it's always never with not him. in his bag. Yeah, it's always with him. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It wasn't with him though when he wasn't he down there. I, I think I met him at uh, Frankie's Pizza when we all played down there. No, you met Liam. Okay, the one that doesn't bring and, his uh, guitar everywhere. <laughs> he brings Liam's, a beer everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we went to high school together. So uh, yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. Liam's been in bands his whole life, and when he had the opportunity to join the Lazies about seven or eight years ago, he uh, you know gracefully accepted. <laughs> no, he didn't really. Um, and yeah, he's he's like a good backbone to the band, Liam. He's he's really neutral. He's like Switzerland. He's lukewarm water. We were talking about that. <laughs> we were talking about that uh, last week with with Desmond Child, where he was saying that in between he had to be in between uh, John Bon Jovi and uh, Richie Zambora, or maybe no, no, it was actually Steven Tyler and Joe Perry, and they were like fire and ice, and then he was like lukewarm yeah. water because he was like sort of the bridge. Yeah, they got yeah. everything together. I, I think every band has to to have that. Um, and I think every band can recognize that, you know, it's, it's tough to keep something together and something stable and, and especially for year after year after year and running on that oily rag. So you've just got to take <laughs> the good with the bad well, and try to navigate it. I'm interested about that because, you know, a lot of artists and bands say that they, they need to be inspired to be creative you know, in something in a way that's maybe beyond their control or that they can't really explain it. And then others have a definite process, you know, a routine or a process that 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 basically get, forces them to get creative. Um, how does it work for you and how does it work for the lazies, um, the whole creative process? Are you always inspired or do you definitely have a process in which you get that inspiration from? Um. Well, I think early days, like coming to Canada, Matt and myself really bonded and, um, you know, we had to have each other's backs, right? And even before that stage, we were we were destined to write a, a, a new record to follow up the, the tropical, uh, sorry, the self-titled uh, album. So we literally just put everything into it and with that came the inspiration, I guess. And coming to Canada and taking that leap, was just an achievement in itself. So we were kind of inspired by what we were doing. Um, and obviously Ian uh, from Billy Talent has a, a major role now within our writing circle. Um, and that really developed naturally. Um, for those who don't know Billy Talent, you should check them out. Like this guy's an absolute powerhouse on guitar. They're a four-piece band, but he's the only guitarist in Billy Talent. And, you know, it's just... It's the toughest guitar tone you'll probably hear from one single guitarist. Um, so to have him come into the fold and write with us and produce us again was an inspiration. And um, I, you know, again, it's there's always ups and downs. There's that's the music business, right? So sometimes you'll be like, I don't want to do this, and then sometimes <laughs> you'll be like, Let's do it. So, 
But did you already always have a schedule with the band of like, this is where we're rehearsing. We're rehearsing five days a week, you know, between these hours, we're not going to get uh, crazy. Or is it like, uh, Oh, let's get crazy whenever we're going to practice when it feels right. And back to that red solo cup photo. <laughs> Look at that photo. Hey, geez. Um, so I, I would say more Matt and myself have more, had more, of the structured, um, always getting together type thing to write the, uh, to write tropical hazards. Um, you know, his, his old girlfriend was an airline hostess. She'd bring all this alcohol back duty free from LA. Small bottles. And- oh no, not, I thought she'd bring, she'd bring a ton of small bottles that she smuggled in her purse or something. Like that. <laughs> no, we were she, we're not that desperate. But- <laughs> no, but we'd like we'd we'd drink all our alcohol and write and record and do demos and all this sort of stuff, and um, it was a really good time. So to see the record do uh, really well was was a nice payoff. Yeah. Um, we had all anticipation of going into sort of heavy writing for a new record. Um, I must say that we always kind of have to also work around Billy Talent's schedule because Ian's in, obviously, they're a very successful band. So we just have to be diligent and sort of work together because they're just finishing up their record now. Uh, And with COVID coming into the picture too, um, we haven't really rushed anything because, I mean... To be honest, it's kind of been a nice little break for us. We haven't we haven't literally stopped touring. Now I'm not saying we're some freaking arena band because I wish we were, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we haven't um, we haven't stopped touring the DIY way in vans and fucking couches and floors and occasional hotels and all this oh, yeah. sort of stuff for ten years. Lost Angels and, style, we call it. <laughs> yeah. Oh mate, like we've we've you know we've done the hard yards. I know that <laughs> Planet Act style. We all know that. We all know the deal that's in the trenches, man. We know that's that's yeah. in the trenches touring. But you know what? Here, problem solved. You guys just uh, always you could be Billy Talent's uh, permanent support act because then all yeah, of a yeah. sudden that always works out, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll put up, up. I guess I know some people who know some people that have fax machines. We'll see if we can make it happen. <laughs> Dial up, dude. Mate. You you need you probably have a fax machine with your archaic <laughs> internet. There's probably a fax machine lying around somewhere in that apartment of yours. Come on, man. Bottle of, bottle of, bottle of tequila. That's not bad. <laughs> Drink. Pour it up. Pour it up. You know what's more rewarding for you, especially with the success that you have with uh, Tropical Hazards. Was it seeing those? streams add up on Spotify or was it going on tour in Europe to a place that, you know, that you had not played yet and then people going ape shit over your songs? Oh, look at me there. I'm dead. <laughs> Where are you? I that's, in lip, that's, in, Wait, that's you? <laughs> I know, right? I'm absolutely, look at me. I look like I've been hit by a car. Oh, um, you got, you're very, you're kind of gaunt right there. You, I mean, you, I you, you trim, trim the beard down a little bit. Nah, oh. that looks like you. Look you how happy Matt, look how happy Matt is. Cause that's in uh, Liverpool in the cavern or whatever. The, yeah. The that's the cavern oh, club. That's the yeah. uh, infamous yeah. Beatles Beatles Cavern Club, folks. If you're uh, listening to these podcast um, audio audio wise, uh, get on in on the video to the YouTube uh, to the YouTube official Ryan Roxy channel and press subscribe. And uh, if you have some time, get in on the chat because you just missed a great shot of the Cavern Club <laughs> and. Um, our guest Leon Harrison from the Lazies playing it. How was that gig? Was it? Was it? Or were you just there? Oh, yeah, we played around the corner. I was just saying, we, was uh, it a picture? <laughs> it was it was a photo op? Damn it! But you yeah, got a pint. That, that, they had like the cover band playing all the Beatles songs and all that sort of stuff. And unfortunately, we we were based out of uh, uh, where was it Birmingham or something. So we had to get going after that. But uh, I was I was just. Oh, yeah, I was so tired in that photo. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, like back to your question, like to be honest, I'd lie if I said I didn't uh, get a thrill out of those uh, streams going up and up and up. I'd, I'd prefer it if you weren't more money from it. 
um, obviously. Uh, and then I, yeah, like traveling over and playing the UK for the first time was a really, um, you know, that was a really great feeling and occasion actually for our band. Um, it was a dream. And then obviously Germany, uh, they're probably the best rock and roll crowd in the world. Uh, they just go nuts and they love it. They just have no inhibitions when they're in a crowd and they make a band feel so at home and warm and fuzzy. So, yeah, man, doing all that uh, European and UK travel was was bloody amazing, yeah. Fuck, man. I feel for, I feel for <laughs> bands like the Lazies, folks, because... I'm I'm looking at your gigs right now, and and I know the club tour. I know it's some DIY touring, but you're having fun. You're kicking ass. You're converting fans over. You're building it up. Um, it's Ooh. something that's relatively new. You know, old schooler like me. I've been lucky to be kicking around for many many European tours and stuff like that with riding the coattails of Alice Cooper, as you know. But I mean, I really feel for the lazies because here's this band. You know. I'm looking at Wacken Festival. You got you got to yeah. experience the Wacken Festival. Well, at least you sure got the, at least you got, got that tattoo. taste. What's that? What do you what do you mean you got a tattoo? I got the tattoo. Tattoo. Got is the it tattoo. a rose tattoo? Oh, look at that. It, what I is got it? The tattoo. I just see a that's hairy the, foot. Wacken tattoo. Okay. okay. It looks the like a rocket tattoo. ship. Okay. <laughs> we all we all got the tattoo because it was the 30th anniversary. Wacken or Wacken or however you say it. Yeah, Wacken. And uh, we played to like 20,000 people that day. It was nuts. It's amazing, man. Yeah, it was a great. Well, I'm glad that you guys were able to play that. And I really hope that it does uh, happen again because, yeah, 2020 just came in sort of like a tsunami and just fucking crushed a lot of those bands that were just just making making it up and getting their followings together and getting uh, really really strong crowds uh, from different countries and building it up and then this friggin thing there's a nice shot of Vakan of folks yeah wow that's, that's killer right? yeah was, uh, I mean yeah coming from Australia getting to stand on that stage and do that like uh yeah, I wish I was getting paid a million bucks to do it, but whatever. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Ryan? I gotta say, man, there's a reason why I don't have a million bucks, man. I'd be dead. I would be literally dead. That'd really? be dead. You took it all the way. <laughs> all right. I would I would take it too far. Last of the rock stars, baby. That's the attitude. <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. How many bands have that go for it by all means necessary attitude these days? And I know that you guys do. I know that I know that the lazies do, and like I said, the true test is going to be what's going to happen the second those doors sort of start opening, because everyone knows that the doors opening for the the bands like that I'm associated with, like the Alice Coopers of the world, or perhaps who you're wearing on your T-shirt, unfortunately, will be the last mofos to be able to go out there. Because for ones, we have the most by proxy, we have the uh, per capita, the, the oldest audience out there. So maybe the younger audience, you're going to reel them back in, you know. And mm -hmm. have you have you, have you guys made a, a conscious decision of when this stuff does uh, sort of get the green light to go back and out, go back out touring? Will you guys do that? Oh yeah. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> I'll just get that fucking oily rag out of the cupboard and away we go. <laughs> I think you just have to wear the oily rag around your face. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> I definitely know one thing. I wouldn't be taking control of the live stream should we do a live stream. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I fear that by the time uh, by the time they allow touring back in full force, uh, there will be a whole new technology out there. It'll all be holograms at that point. <laughs> oh, no, I know, right? It'll be something crazy. But we have uh, to do something in I'd the meantime. We have to do something yeah. in the meantime. We have to take our uh, sort of experience, our knowledge, and pass it on to the next generation. And that's basically why how we became tight and how we became friends oh. is that something that you started in Australia 
and now have it's transcended and t- carried over to Toronto and you're building it up uh, big time in Toronto. You've got me involved. Um, you've got a whole list of great mentors involved with John Harvey from Monster Truck. You got Kendra from Creep Show. Um, you got a bunch of producers, a bunch of engineers. I want you to tell the people, uh, Mr. Leon Harrison, all about your project, the Bandwagon Workshops. Will you please? <laughs> I'd love to. Uh so basically, you've uh, you've given it a great introduction there, Ryan. Thank you, man. But yeah, my co- my concept was to uh, basically give back to aspiring artists by giving them the mentorship and the guidance and basically the networking and connection that I think they deserve if they work hard enough uh, and they and they want it hard enough and they want it so bad. Then why shouldn't they be connecting with people who are potentially you know, there, right? So, uh, you know, with COVID and obviously everybody's tours getting cancelled and the music industry somewhat being set on fire, um, I thought to myself, well, this would be a perfect opportunity to get people. Oh, there's my manager, Chris. There he is. He's, he's, Where is he? There he is. He's uh, the guy that with the biggest head that almost takes up I the whole school. I see it. I see it. It's a big head. So, yeah, there he is. There he is. Um, what a what a champion he is. He's taking all those stages we've talked about. Big he's taken us to those stages. But uh, yeah, so can, like I mean, for example, a band works with you and me, like uh, Reckless Four. We did a we did a song with those guys, right? Yeah. Um, a beautiful song. Uh, the the band came to us. It was a song about a, a friend passing, and they had a title. But the song, you know, it needed work, didn't it? So a little bit. Ryan and myself. The yeah, ends and odds, the and bits myself, and bobs. Yeah, exactly. Ryan and myself get online just as we're doing right now and we go through the song, we break it down, we talk about the song, we review the lyrics and we offer mentorship and guidance for that song, right? So fast forward now we've got this song. Uh, so you saw my manager just on the screen then. Now, there's nothing stopping you and me, Ryan, from going, hey, this band's written a great song. They need a bit of guidance. They need a manager. Is it something you're interested in doing? Now, it's not as easy as ABC, but why can't the platform be there to at least give the opportunity? Help someone out. Yeah. Exactly. Bring them up. So, uh, the name of that song, the the name of that song, Won't Let This Fire Die, right? That's the one. All right. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think we did a great job in terms of producing it, sort of, you know, co-writing it with them. And I'm telling you now, those guys c- couldn't be thankful enough and they've learnt skills for life. They've made a connection with you. Um, same as the Sticks and Stones guys, which I can see are on, on the line. Uh, you've you've also worked with Nick out of that band through this initiative. Right. Um, there's just there's so many different examples. So, um Basically, if if you're wanting a career in music, whether it's on the stage or off the stage, this platform allows you to connect with the right people. It's going to give you the mentorship to improve your chances, basically, of developing a career. Does that really, that sums it up, doesn't yeah. it? And are you going to be able to do this when you guys go back out on tour? Are you still going to be able to keep this up and running? Because you, hopefully the idea is that you get a strong enough and big enough network uh, together that it can be sustainable while people are out on tour Absolutely. as well. Absolutely, I mean, yeah, like uh, it, it, it's a it's a work as you can basis for the mentors. I got a like for example, as a band, uh, Dead Levy from Regina in Canada. Yeah, I Regina. Love Regina. I know Regina. Everybody <laughs> knows Regina. The joke writes itself. Yeah, the joke. <laughs> um, and uh, they're working with myself and John from Monster Truck, right? Um, John Harvey. So. John Harvey from Monster Truck. Yep. And basically, you know, once we, we're going to co-produce this uh, this little EP that we're going to do for them and, you know, structure a nice video and, and whatnot. And uh, from there, you know, I hope that the Bandwagon Initiative can sort of entice guys like myself, guys like John they have worked on the project. Hey, how about you throw them a support slot? Uh, how about you, you know, get them on a tour or... Uh, if somebody at a radio station does ask, hey, what else do you do aside of this? Well, you know, I'm working with this band. I think that's a, 
a great cause and it's going to sustain music and it's going to basically give a platform for aspiring artists to to get heard. So I always talk peace. about yeah, I always talk <laughs> about passing the torch of rock and roll on to the next generation yeah. and I think this is exactly what it is. This is the exa- exactly why I got involved in it. So folks, um Please do go check out uh, band, bandwagonworkshops.com. That's bandwagonworkshops.com. And you you are listening to the inspiring words of Leon Harrison from the Lazies and, of course, Bandwagon's Workshops. Um, we you. are now going to go to a section of the show. There it is. A delightful personality, Leon. Thank you. Horrible Thank internet, you. but a delightful, per- <laughs> delightful personality and a great voice, by the way. Again, uh, Young Modern Lightning, go check out that song. Of course, you're going to check out the Straight Ahead songs because they're, they're going to rock and kick yeah. your, you know, kick your ass. But that, I'm telling you that tune. And what did you tell me? Because when before we really knew each other about that song, you were saying, well. A producer liked it. It's his favorite song, but it was nobody in the band's favorite song. Because it was a little bit, you know, it's it's about young love. And when it strikes, that's the young modern lightning reference, right? Kitty so, porn? Are you, you're not talking about no. <laughs> <laughs> young love. <laughs> you can't say young love in 2020. No, it's completely you know, different. I know, geez, you can't, can't say anything. You know when you know when you meet somebody and it's just this combustion of all this beauty and whatnot, and 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 then you realise about a decade later things kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we take you back to young modern lightning. Right? So young modern lightning to oily rag. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds sick. It is. Sounds, sounds like a porn that didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did the music for it. So listen, listen, because now we have a part of the set called Let the People Speak. It's not me speaking. These are the people. So, Vic, it's time for... <laughs> there you go. See, it's our top-notch production that keeps us getting hundreds and hundreds of views every week. Um, we're in the dozens, folks. We're in the dozens. And by the way, we could always use uh, you as a, uh, a subscriber. So I'm not talking to you guys in the chat because I know you have already subscribed or you guys listening to us on uh, Apple or, or Spotify um, because you obviously can't. But Leon, I'm talking to you personally. Will you hit the subscribe button and just subscribe to us? Because I know you don't already, bastard. There he is, one more subscriber. I'm going to tell you, I don't even know. <laughs> don't, actually, don't. Don't touch right. your computer because it's working right now. Well, okay, what's the subscribe button? Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Let's not. Let's not tempt fate. Yeah, let's Let the people speak what's is what's happening. Our first question is from at Jackie.Cowell2. What's something nobody would know about you, Leon? Why would you even um, want to say it? Wait a second. Why, why, why is that question? <laughs> if someone, well, yeah, actually, we do want to know something know. that nobody would know about you. What is it? Sorry, I'll ITT go to Harry's back. <laughs> Shit, hold on. Because I spoke over it. And I'm really sorry because uh, that's our soundbite. What's something that nobody would know about you, Leon? I've got a hairy back. <laughs> <laughs> If I could do a spit take, I would. That's perfect. So you got a Paul Stanley bag. That's kind of cool. Yeah, right? man. I've got a rug. I've got a rug. You got a rug? All right. Have you ever shaved it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? In the summer season. Doesn't it grow, doesn't it grow back? Oh, so lovely, hairy back. Dude, no matter, what, no matter what thing that you think might be... My, there it is. Look, you got the whole Yo, chat room no on fire. Way. They're no on way. fire for your hairy back. <laughs> Everybody want a Paul Stanley back? Some people like the taste of alcohol. <laughs> so I found, though, like when you shave or, or you do something, you, you take something off, it grows back heavier. So now is it more of a Sasquatching thing now that you live up in Canada? <laughs> are you... <laughs> yeah. Have you been yeah, mistaken for big foot? It's not great. It's not <laughs> big, great. Big once foot. I did hot yoga. Yeah. I did hot yoga once and the sweat was foul. <laughs> I had my shirt off. I felt terrible for everyone in the room. Those everyone. Are, those are two things that nobody should know about you. <laughs> 
One, you got a hairy back. Two, you've done hot yoga. I, hot yoga just sounds smelly. It just, that's, it sounds. It's not great. It sounds gross. It really is. But thank you for the question, Jackie. Awesome. Um, our next question from Let the People Speak uh, is, at, comes from at d.ee.p17. Uh, Either that's deep purple fan or a Johnny Depp fan that doesn't know how to spell. I'm not sure. We will see. What's the best part of your career? Uh, probably, yeah, last year playing the European festivals uh, and getting to the UK. Yeah. But in, in, in saying that too, I should acknowledge the fact that Canada was the first sort of calling card for our band. So let's say broke international travel. Yeah. yeah, broke us. So international travel, uh, as tiring as it gets, it's been an incredible experience. Mm -hmm. Very good. Thank you for your, thank you for your question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more question that we have uh, from and at Andiavach. Uh, a favorite experience in life? Don't say hot yoga because you've already answered that once. Do you have a favorite experience? Because we talked about Vakin. That was a pretty, that's got to be a pretty cool yeah. experience. But is there a favorite? Can you say it? It's a gig or is it non gig related? Was there a wave? Was there a wave that you rode one time when you were surfing that was like, shit, that's the cool wave? That's the one. <laughs> no, well, you know, I'm going to say, I'll say two, I'll break it into two. Best performance was Wacken, undoubtedly. And one of my best experiences was being able to travel to the Eagle's Nest in Austria with my dad. And despite it being the home of that horrible human being, it's right on the top of the, uh, the Austrian Alps. And uh, it's, it was just a wonderful day. So, yeah, I got to do that with my dad. We got some photos up there, and that's something I'll always remember. That's amazing. <laughs> That's yeah, great. That's hey, Vic, can you put those photos up of that, that they have it from that experience? Do you have that? No. Okay, great. I mean, <laughs> it's the one thing I thought he, we asked him to get those photos of you and your dad. No, you don't have it? Okay. Um, <laughs> poor Vic. We love Vic. You know what? Oh, Vic, I put him through. I put oh, he, him through. That trust me. He had a, a mini a mini anxiety attack coming on screen while I was while we were covering for you while you were trying to sort of come up with a new data plan through Verizon or whatever the hell you were trying to get internet. We, we, data plan. Vic Vic came up and tried to you know you know be my co-host and I called him Guillermo and then he got offended and then he left. I don't know what happened. It's, it's all right. He is my Guillermo. He's all of your Guillermos. Dude, this is in the trenches. And you know what? Let the People Speak has something special because it has a little twist. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we he go. does it out of spite. There he does. He does it. Do you have the one with my dad? Do does he have the one with your dad? dad? Do you have that, Vic? No. It should be, it should be near that one. Or did you just Google that picture? <laughs> he just Googled it. <laughs> That's actually looking back at the, yeah, the nest. Uh, a bit of history. They didn't blow it up when they uh, came in and swooped that area. I don't know why. There was like three compounds, but they left that one up there. That was Hitler's tea house, and uh, apparently he didn't like it because he was a fucking piece of shit or whatever. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, you, a, it's a. <laughs> you're not gonna get some. You're not gonna get hate for saying that. Trust me. You're not gonna get canceled <laughs> for saying yeah, fuck Hitler. You know, <laughs> who knows? It's 2020. You might. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, but yeah, what a what an experience. I, Europe, Europe's an incredible place. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad that you were able to experience it with your father. That sounds like a very cool time. Um, our last sort of uh, let the people speak is has a little bit of a secret sauce episode thrown in, which I know you don't really understand what that means, but our uh, longtime listeners do, because that means we get someone live in to ask oh. their question. And guess who it is? We've already talked about him. It's Nick from Sticks and Stones. How about that? Surprise. Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm good. How's My question is going? It is, it's, it's going, it's going good, man. Uh, we good, recorded, man. I, I think two songs are recorded almost fully, just have to do vocal tracks on. And Sweet. then the other three, Robert just finished doing drums on that. So now right. we just got to go finish recording that. I was just Go doing on. a bit of recording uh, earlier, but uh, yeah. Kid has anyway, a way better studio me. than me. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? 
Hey, hey, you want me to do um, a little bit? Mentor, hey, hold on, Nick. You want me to do a little bit of mentoring right away, just so I can take the microphone and do it more of a side <laughs> thing, so it doesn't cover your beautiful face. All right, you're like 17 years old, and you got there that you got beautiful it. face. You got to you know, people see it. There you go. Then you put it from the I side. I don't have a nice beard like Leon. I <laughs> He's got better equipment than me. <laughs> and grow oh, a beard like like us. Do you have hair on your back by there any chance, go. Nicholas? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know Leon does. Oh, it's terrible. You can oh, smell it, right? In the pool, it's... right? It's him in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, look at Oh no! You're gonna catch a lot of a lot of ladies on fire in the chat with that hairy back talk. Stop oh, it! Some some ladies some ladies like it. I'm they do. There, there's websites dedicated to it. Are you kidding me? Oh really? Yeah. You, I, I, I can, oh, I can wow. attest. So hold on there. Uh, Nicholas, you do have a question for uh, Mr. Leon Harrison, don't you? Yes, I do. Have I actually have, can I say more than one question? That's fine. If we All said right. no, that'd be child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got, I've got two. First one, have you ever been in a situation when you were touring where you're like, oh, shit, I might not make it out of this? Because uh, I was watching I was watching a couple of interviews and I know I know that's like almost everybody has had that experience. Oh, yeah. Um, I've definitely uh, thought driving through northern Ontario in blizzards with the road non visible <laughs> yeah. with semi trailers just screaming by you because they don't give a shit. No, they got to get up. They got to get to no, point B. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, <laughs> they got to get to Regina. <laughs> I have literally thought this is the end in those scenarios, which is pretty scary, but yeah, yeah. I won't be driving through there around winter ever again. That's just, uh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. I won't scald a bottle of red wine just to, just to make it through. <laughs> Oh God! And for those of you that, that don't know, that's awesome. Nick right there from the band Sticks and Stones. Uh, th actually, another Canadian-based band, uh, yeah. so you can check them out as well. So uh, you and had they worked with Bandwagon with me and John. Yeah, we from did. Monster Truck. We did. Yeah, it was a great experience, man. We wrote all five of the songs that we had that we're recording. We we did with Bandwagon. So it, uh, it was a great experience getting together for about what was it three weeks that we yeah. Yeah, said we worked together. You catch that? Uh, everybody very, crowd, very everybody in the trenches. Did you catch that? He said a boat, a boot. So that's what they proving he's from Canada, born and raised. There it is. <laughs> yeah, man, it was it was it was awesome because we had never, especially us starting out, we had never actually we had like song ideas, but we had never actually been able, first off, to get exposure to somebody like Leon and John. And even you, because you you were you you were uh, Leon is the one who introduced me to you, right? Yes, so yeah. like we wouldn't we wouldn't have had any eating the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't have had any of that exposure, or anything, right? And it, it was honestly a great experience. Quit using that word That's "exposed" really cool. in us, all right? I don't like the word "exposed." Use <laughs> oh, another God. word. <laughs> Again, it is twenty twenty. <laughs> What's your other question, mate? If you didn't, if you didn't sing i think i know the answer to this one already but if you didn't sing what instrument would you be playing right now can i do i have to be able to play it or can i just like an instrument that i'd fantasy like fantasy instrument tuba anything tuba. anything tuba. <laughs> uh, i would probably be a worldwide phenomenon at xylophone <laughs> xylophone <laughs> like holding like they're incredible have you ever seen those guys go off real xylophones yeah yeah it's crazy my school had one it's freaking massive yeah they're pretty cool they're pretty cool i thought i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna say drums well i play drums i played drums my whole life do you now because you know it would just so happen there leon that we have a clip of you playing drums with nick vic can we run that clip right now how about 
love it. Dude, that was and killer. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Do I own any other shirts? The answer is no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew. I said before I came on today, I bet, I bet any amount of money uh, Leon's wearing that Iron Maiden shirt. Should have been your third oh, yeah, question. <laughs> Actually, that that's true. But that was another good one. Me and Dad got to see Iron Maiden in Berlin. That was a ripper. Okay, so, so you have three great moments. There, the, yeah, That's the trifecta yeah. right there. Well, oh, man. That was a great, you know what? Playing that double kick, because I saw it was a double kick pedal. You had, a, you had a, a double kick pedal. I was like going, man, you're really busy on that. I thought you were almost like Leonard Hayes from YNT with the foot. But no, it was a double kick pedal, Glenn Sobel style. I like it. It was good. Yeah. How was how your foot after that one? Oh, yeah, it was pretty sore. And I'd probably had about 20 <laughs> bees. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was that was the same that was the same day I figured out uh, Leon had a hairy back and also where he lived because I had to drive him him and my guy (laughs) over to his place. You know what? We gotta love gotta love our producer Vic. That was good. That was classic. (laughs) Was that Rob Lowe or was that uh, was that that was Rob Lowe? I think. Or if it was you, then you should be an actor. That's that's definitely me in the morning. That's my morning face. <laughs> Shit. Well, hey, man, uh, Nick, thank you for coming on and uh, sort of like taking over and fucking being a <laughs> highlight of the show. Because honestly, I'm going to the takeaway from this thing is like sticks and stones and Leon's hairy back, which reminds <laughs> me of uh, one other joke, though, because you were talking about instruments. If you could play anything and you said tuba. Uh, that's a cool. Oh, I said xylophone. Oh, xylophone. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, you could be a xylophone. I'll, I'll say tuba. It's, it's what is, you know, what is the definition of an optimist? And it is a tuba player with a beeper. No. <laughs> no I guess that, I didn't expect a kid to get it, but maybe you. A tuba player with a beeper? I don't, yeah. I don't think I ever thought that. Don't you know what a beeper? Don't you know what a beeper is? Oh my, are you too young? Holy crap. Somebody in the chat help me out. Uh, I mean, Vic, are you are you not you don't even know beeper? Oh, is that like when you beep? It's uh, Okay, in the 80s, in the 1980s maybe 90s you used to use it to call your drug dealer and it would, <laughs> it would oh. just basically beep up officer burkholder knows what i'm talking about yeah she's like going of course everybody has a beeper every drug dealer has a beeper what are you doing there she is officer b right now what's happening man hey, been, hey what's up I didn't, yeah, we couldn't have beepers in high school they were illegal there you go there you go they thought you were making drug deals now yep, that's hey, what it is beating cab is legal now wow <laughs> You don't need a beeper for that. You just go to the shop. <laughs> it is true. That's that, that's completely changed since our ge- generation. I'm going to get under yeah. here because Officer B, do you have a question at all for Leon? Because I know you've been sitting there patient all the time. Or did you? I, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting you to have a question, but maybe you do after all this. Uh, no, I just want to go uh, check out the lazies after this. So yeah, all right. Cool. Well, yeah. There it is. The, 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 the album cover's on the wall. I'm going to say goodbye to both uh, Susan and to uh, Nick right now. That's the album cover of the latest uh, release. Uh, Vic, you gave him the hook without me really properly setting them off, but you know what? You know, that's what Vic does. He gives him the hook. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you very much, Officer V, for coming on because we've been talking with Leon Harrison and... You know what? Officer B had a great uh, idea because it is time to sort of wrap it up a little bit. There's a beeper. That's what a beeper is. All right, mister. I love it. And again, if you're listening to this. How does that relate to a tuba? Uh, it's, the, <laughs> the definition of an optimist is a tuba player with a beeper because the tuba player is waiting for a gig. He has a beeper. You know, and you, <laughs> like, nah, when, it, when is a tuba I'm player ever going to get a gig? You know what? By you not laughing at that joke, you're you're disparaging Alice Cooper's Vanished. legacy. Because he's the one that told me that joke. That was an Alice Cooper joke. Oh, really? Joke. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on, man. Sorry, Alice. You don't think I would... You don't think I'd waste an opportunity to drop Alice Cooper's name in a podcast episode if I could, do you think? Come on, man. For sure. You should just... <laughs> You just you should just say you shred solos in his band. <laughs> That's better than a fucking tuba and a beeper. <laughs> I do my best. I yeah. do what I'm told. I love you, Ryan. I love You're you a good too, man. Leon. 
man. I, uh, you're a good man. You mean a lot to me and uh, you do a lot for music. And thank you for having me today. You've been great, man. I think there's a lot of people out there. Um, you know, maybe, maybe there were not a, they, a couple people like sort of maybe said, oh man, this is going to be a bad Wi-Fi episode. I can't handle another uh, technical difficulty episode of this. And they might've dropped off, but they'll, they'll see the rebroadcast when we shape mm-hmm. it all up and we primp it all up and cut it up real nice. But uh, to be honest with you, dude, it's been one of my favorite ones, just shooting the shit and having some fun, having a lot of laughs, you know, and I want my people and the people that are already know who you are. I want you you guys that already know who Leon is to subscribe to my stuff. But now I want all my people to subscribe to Leon's stuff. And this is where you are going to uh, say the name of your social medias and uh, how people get in touch with you and find out more about you and the lazies. Go ahead. Absolutely. Well, obviously, you can see the handles up on the screen. Uh, obviously, the Lazies is easy enough to uh, to uh, find. The Australian Dream is my personal account. You'll get all my hairy back updates. Uh, <laughs> Bandwagon Workshops has a handle on Instagram. Uh, the Lazies obviously has a website. And if you do want to get in touch with, for some music mentoring, uh, bandwagonworkshops.com, and we'd be happy to help you out. I'll, I'll throw you. I'll <laughs> <laughs> he won't stop with it now. <laughs> That's become oh, a thing. God. It might be your legacy. Oh, it might be Can your I, legacy. Oh. <laughs> Can you just find one of Alice? Can you find one of Paul Stanley's hair back? Because he, in a, in a weird way, Paul Stanley pulls it off. You know, it's oh, either Paul God. Stanley or Andre the Giant. Those are the ones that you got to really look for because, you know, or George the Animal Steel. I think it wasn't Andre the Giant. Sorry, it was George the Animal Steel. He was the one that that really had a an impressive hairy back. So your take is just getting worse, bro. It's just <laughs> getting worse with age. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know what? I, here's this is gonna this is gonna piss off Bianca. She she's gonna watch this. She's gonna say, "I can't believe you did that." No, but what I did during this whole COVID thing, the craziest thing I ever did, all the hair down there. I let her do this thing where you, it's called fleet or flint or whatever that shit is that, that removes hair. Done. Oh, Vite. Vite, Vite. I veeded oh, no. down there for the first time ever in my whole entire life. And it was weird. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it was, you, you try it. Try it with your back one time. No. You, you know, it's oh, all I've done my back. You I've become a Ken back. doll. Like a, like an actual, you know, you have a Barbie doll and a Ken doll. It was weird, dude. I can't believe I'm, I mean, I probably looked like Nick does now. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, Nick. Just threw you under the bus on that one, bro. You know what? Just for that, you get to come up and say goodbye to us because you know what? I'm going to put you on there. How you doing, Nick? Everything good? We weren't. Yeah, yeah. Everything's good. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. Thanks. Anyway. Thanks everybody for tuning thanks, in. Thanks. I appreciate you having for having me, Ryan. I appreciate it, man. Hey, I'll see you later, Nick. Uh, have a good one. There it is. I got to give him the hook that time. But um, last sort of question, and I don't know if you have one. It's kind of just throwing out a fucking Hail Mary pass at the end because you never know. But do you have a quote? Because do you have a certain quote that you live by? Something that maybe your pop or something you heard somewhere? Um, because a couple weeks ago, I wasn't even expecting it, but we were interviewing Joe Satriani and he said, uh, you need to prepare for good luck. You know, you have to prepare yourself for good luck. And I thought that was so important. Um, I have a much simpler one that's just as like I told you earlier, the practice, persistence, patience. And I don't even know what that is. That's not advice. That's a bad that's bad advice, whatever that picture was, Vic. Um, people here that are listening to it on the audio, they're like, what the fuck is going on with this episode? But uh, do you have a sort of uh, quote that you can, um, and by the way, folks, it's all grown back now, and I'm, I'm back to probably looking a, lot, looking a lot like Leon's back. So um, do you have a special uh, sort of goodbye? Uh, yeah, I do, actually, and it's from a producer, Garth Richardson, who uh, his biggest record was the first ever Rage Against the Machine record with um, Killing in the Name, various songs. Absolutely. His, fa- his father was Jack Richardson and did the Guess Who, I believe, and he used to kick around with Bob Ezrin 
and uh, all that. I, I think he even may have done Alice Cooper. Yeah. Well, I know Bob Ezrin did. Bob Ezrin did I all the Alice Coopers, yeah. All the big yeah, ones. Yeah, Jack, Jack Richardson was right, right around it all. And anyway, so Garth, when I stayed with Garth out at Vancouver, um, he told me this story because his p- father's passed away now. But he said, Dad, I want to be like you. I want to go and uh, make records and all this sort of stuff. And he told me he had his, like, notepad and he was ready to take notes. And his father just looked at him and uh, got up <laughs> and uh, he looked at him and went, good songs sell, bad songs don't, and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, honestly, that the advice is you can pass the torch of rock and roll on to the next. You can say it to Nick. You can say it to any of the bands that are in uh, the bandwagonworkshops.com. Yeah. Good songs sell, bad songs do not. So, and, 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 uh, and apparently his dad left the room and Garth went, is that, is that it? And as he was walking out, all he heard was, that's it. <laughs> there you go. Dude, yeah, that's, that's great. Quote. You know what? Um, Thank God we have our social media coordinator, uh, Federica, probably in the chat right now watching, and she's done a great job. That's going to be the headline right now with uh, one of your first clips that comes out. It has to be. Good songs sell, bad songs don't. But uh, thank you guys so much for being patient with us. Thank you very much. Leon, you know what? We'd love to have you back on again and talk a little bit more about Bandwagon uh, as soon as it uh, develops more throughout the next coming year and to see what happens uh, as the uh, touring opens up for the Lazies and what's next. So we'd love to have you back on. You're a guest of the show. Uh, You're a fellow person that has a lot of body hair, obviously, like I (laughs) self-admittedly had... uh, admitted and uh, i'm sure i'm gonna hear about it when i end this podcast and go eat dinner it's gonna be great dinner conversation <laughs> let me tell you right now <laughs> but vic thank you for uh pulling it through with all the technical difficulties that we had i'm glad that we were able to uh, pull the show together i'm glad everyone that was in the uh, trenches all day in the chat uh, you hung in there thank you very much uh, we've had leon harrison from the lazies as well as uh, bandwagonworkshops.com uh hanging with us uh, Leon, if there's anything else you'd like to say, you're all about it. <laughs> Thanks for watching and uh, check out my band, The Lazies and uh, bandwagonworkshops.com. There Cheers. it is. All right. My name's Ryan Roxy and on behalf of In the Trenches, see you next time. Enjoy the ride. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello.